This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, UFO sighting in South Africa, 1957. I found this on Wikipedia. It starts off, it says, on November 1st, 1957, at 9.15, during his morning walk at Louis Pardesilvely Gold Mine in Cougarsdorp, Major Gordon Ogilvy Watson, 4th Squadron, SAAF Commander, encountered a man who had spotted an object in the sky. To the naked eye, it resembled a metallic ball hovering at some 18,000 meters or 59,000 feet. Now that is a long ways up. I'm not really sure how they estimated this, that this was at 60,000 feet. But, you know, that's, that's over 10 miles up in the sky. Way, way higher than what a normal jet, jet liner would normally uh, cruise at. Anyway, it goes on and says, Binocular observation revealed that it was definitely disc-shaped and rotating rapidly while moving vertically and horizontally, more than 50 factory workers soon joined them and could see it as well. Ogilvy Watson commented, It was something that was not ours. I had never seen anything like it before. He called AFB Waterkloof to report it. Commander VGL Boyle received various reports of the object from 11 to 11.30, at which point he ordered that it must be investigated. So here we have this large silver disc object hovering at approximately 60,000 feet. And it sounds like it's been there for a good two to two and a half hours. And finally, uh, the air commander here commands somebody to get in a jet and go check it out. It says a Sabre jet piloted by Lieutenant C.A. Melville lifted off just afterwards to identify it. It climbed to the Sabre's maximum altitude of 45,000 feet. Now think about this. This fighter jet, this is 1957, but its maximum altitude is 45,000 feet, and this thing is another 14,000, 15,000 feet above it. Nearly three miles. Captain G.A.P. Page directed Melville's plane from the ground while receiving updates from an observer in Johannesburg who, like Ogilvy Watson, could see both the saber and the disc. Melville never made visual contact due to bright skies, and the search was given up at 12.20. Now, it says he never made visual contact due to bright skies, but you'll wonder if this thing wasn't somehow camouflaging itself from uh, Melville in this saber jet, because people uh, apparently in Johannesburg could see both the jet and the disc. So they were able to see it from the ground, but he says he couldn't see it from the jet due to bright skies. It goes on, it says, it says, Captain G.A.P. Page directed Melville's plane from the ground while receiving updates from an observer in Johannesburg who, like Ogilville Watson, could see both the saber and disc. Melville never made visual contact due to bright skies, and the search was given up at 1220. From the ground... Ogilvy Watson watched as the Sabre pilot searched 
the right area. Though staying about 6,000 meters or 20,000 feet too low. He described the disc as much larger than the jet. Other planes were directed to the area where two silver discs were now reported, but, there, but they were equally unsuccessful. So now you have a situation where you have one jet pilot who's looking around trying to find this thing, but it's a good three to four miles above his location. He's at 45,000 feet. This thing's moved up to 60 or 65,000 feet, and he says he can't even see it. Then you send in two more jets, and suddenly they appear two more discs. He, descended, he described the disc as much larger than the jet. Other planes were directed to the area where two silver discs were now reported. But these were equally unsuccessful. The first object suddenly departed southwards at high speed, followed by the second. It was established that no weather balloons were in the sky at the time. Well, it's pretty obvious these things were not weather balloons. What we have here is is a a pretty specific a pretty specific documentation of three of these silver discs at altitudes of sixty to seventy thousand feet, far above the normal altitude of the jet. Three fighters in the area and none of them can make contact with these things or none of them can even make uh, visual record of them, yet they're all three seen from the ground. Now we have to wonder if this wasn't an early case of one of these UFOs uh, in distress or if they were on some kind of a mission because here you have this first disc spotted and it just seems like it's stationary there. It's hoovering at about 60-70,000 feet and it's not really going anywhere and it's there for a good two, two and a half hours now, when they send the first plane up, it can't even make visual contact, even though people from the ground can actually see what's going on. And then when they send up the second two planes, they also can't make visual contact. But at the same time, two more discs show up on the scene until finally they just disappear. Now, whether these things are showing up in order to protect the second craft or to render aid to it, or maybe they're on some sort of observation uh, mission and they just happen to fish, finish their mission up. And uh, these three fighter jets that were trying to make visual contact with them may have just been no consequence to them. It's hard to say. But this is a, this is a multiple uh, sighting report, and it comes from 1957. And the, the cool thing about this is you have multiple eyewitnesses on the ground in multiple locations and you have a you have a South African Air Force response to it where you have witnesses on the ground and then you have the actual pilots that went into the air to the, to find these things and what i find interesting about this case is the perception that all the all the players everybody perceived it differently you have the people on the ground that can actually see the UFO and the fighter pilots as they pursue the UFOs and then you have the pilots that are actually 45,000 feet up in the air and they're saying hey we don't see anything well at the same time the people on the ground are like yeah it's right above you so 
it's almost as if sometimes in these UFO cases, they can selectively reveal themselves uh, to some observers and at the same time conceal themselves from other observers. So when we hear people talk about, well, if these things are so advanced or if they're so real, then why are we able, even able to see them in the first place? And it begs the question, are these things um, engaging in selective revelation, where they're showing themselves to certain observers while not showing themselves to other observers? And it comes right back to this whole notion of uh, the observer effect and artificial intelligence. Are these things somehow uh, be engaging in the observer effect where certain observers are allowed to see them and certain observers aren't? And what's causing this? Is it something, are these things being piloted by some sort of entity that's doing this? Or is it some sort of artificial intelligence at work? that selectively allows these things to be observed by, by certain people and not by other certain people. I think it's something that deserves a lot more uh, study as far as UFOs are concerned and what the role of the observer effect is in UFO sightings. That's all for today. This is UFO Warning, over and out.